Star Wars. Talking about Star Wars. Nerdin' me loves Star Wars. So let's begin. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerdy Me Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Oh my god. Take that, mama! <laughs> yes, that's a quote from the movie. Take that, mama! We are, Alan, we are talking about Star Wars, the original Star Wars, which was retroactively renamed The New Hope. Yeah, hey, when did they add that A New Hope? I think he added it uh, a little bit after, I don't know, it had to be before Empire, because Empire was episode five in Empire, The Empire Strikes Back. But the original Star Wars crawl did just say Star Wars. Just Star Wars, yeah. And say episode four, New Hope. I remember uh, when I was at school, we were renting VHSs, and my friend's like, hey, have you seen this one? It's called A New Hope. I'm like, what the hell is that? And so we, we took it home. I'm like, wait, this is Star Wars. What retarded school were you going to? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. Retarded is a very awful word. Yeah. I apologize for saying that. Um, no, okay. seriously. What, what school were you going to where they thought A New Hope was like a movie? <laughs> I didn't. Re- I didn't. I didn't recognize the title. It just said A New Hope. Uh, n- let me think. I think it did say Star Wars: A New Hope, and I wasn't familiar with that. Okay. Yeah. So in college or high school? This was in college. I really don't remember being called a New Hope until yeah, um, until later on. All right, I pulled it up on the YouTube. You ready? It says what? It says 20th Century Fox. Oh. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It says a Lucasfilm Limited production. It's all shaky and all that. It's crazy. Wait, you're, uh, you're watching the opening crawl right now? Yeah, a long time ago, and they got to far, far away. Okay. And I'm just waiting for the crawl. Then Star Wars, boom. Okay. The words. And here it comes. Oh, my God. It's like, does it say episode four? Nope. It says Star Wars. It's a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships. All right. Cool. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, before it was A New Hope, it was just Star Wars. Yeah, that's how I remember it, actually. So, As do I. Well, let's go back. Let's go back in time to May okay. of 1977. <laughs> there we go. Hey, we're in 1977. How cool is that? <laughs> Look at the sideburns and the bell bottle. <laughs> and the disco music coming out of the huge boom boxes. People are carrying on their shoulders. All right. So Star Wars was a, as we all know, is this huge cultural phenomenon and it's huge. Uh, huge and uh now i remember i actually remember um my mom taking me to the movie theaters this is it was called the rko movie theater on route 4 new jersey i think it's Pramus. and uh and i remember this so clearly the line was so freaking long that it, w- it wrapped around the building and this rko was a big for its time was a big movie theater i think it was a seven plex or maybe a or four plex at the time and that was like a big deal and I remember being in line there, and I kept asking my mom, what are we seeing? My mom kept saying Star Wars. I'm like, well, what's that? You know, and like, how long is this movie? Because we were literally there like hours before the showtime, and we were in line for hours and hours. And I kept saying to myself, but mom, it's, I have school tomorrow. You know, I was making such a big deal. What the heck it. is wrong with you? <laughs> what, dude? I was what? I was, 
uh, five at the time, right. six. Why are you being the responsible one? You're most taking to see Star Wars. I, I was confused because we we've never done that before, and and you you're know. like mother, mother. This is very irresponsible. <laughs> I have I have class in the I morning. I have school tomorrow. I, I'm in charge of collecting the milk money. <laughs> I have a lot of responsibilities. It's hard being in kindergarten. You wouldn't understand. Yes, but I totally remember that. Wondering to myself, wow, this is weird. It's a Sunday night, and I remember I was getting grumpy too because it, it was getting late, also. And my mom just kept saying, "We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there." And uh, boom, we did, and that's how we saw Star Wars. And my mom, yeah. that, that's cool though. To think my parents I, brought me to that on a school night, on a Sunday night. Was, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Your mom totally did that for you because she doesn't strike me as a woman. I know your mother. She doesn't strike me as a woman. I wanted to go see Star Wars. Uh, she's into movies. She she digs them. But really? I, yeah, she. Oh man, my my parents will watch. They'll watch garbage as long as they're kind of familiar with it. With the so they've seen the prequels, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they probably did of- actually. They probably did. But you know, it, it's I mean, you got to think this is like you know like 1977. Things are still bright and new, and uh, you know they. Had, I'm sure they heard something about it. I you know, I don't. Re- even think that we went that opening weekend because I'm sure Star was out in the theaters for a couple weekends. So, you know, um, I don't recall exactly which Sunday it was, but it was definitely a Sunday. So, uh, yeah, that was that, that's my Star Wars story. So I'm glad Mom took me out to see that one, and uh, she knew what she was doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, when I first saw Star Wars. <sighs> I got on my bike, I rode to the video store, <laughs> and I rented it. Because oh, wow. as, as we spoke of in my, uh, in um, 80s uh, one of our show, 80s Gadgets right. Right, uh, episode, I did not ever see Star Wars in theaters until the the, the new edition re- release in 1997. Cool. But, but, so but was your first Star Wars at least Empire in the theaters? Yeah, yeah my, first, my first Star Wars movie was Empire, but... I became such a fan of Star Wars, you know, A New Hope, um, through the toys. Uh, the you know, I had the books. I had the like, I had the uh, the kids' version of the whole story. Um, uh, the coloring books. And, like, I had the sheets. Like, oh, I had I the bed know, sheets. Mm-hmm. I don't know who gave me my first figure. I don't know if I asked for it. Or it was given to me, but I was definitely hooked by the toys. Uh, I had the original Luke. Luke with the, his arm. I had the Ben Kenobi with his best cape. I had the Darth Vader. I had a Jawa. Um, I had two Jawas. I'm not sure, but I, you know, I had a lot of those original ones. I had a Boba Fett. Well, he was Empire, I think. Um, but yeah, so here's this movie that's a worldwide phenomenon that I had never, I didn't see. I was uh, four, five years old, and um, yeah, five, and I. You know, just because it was in the, the zeitgeist of the public, I I latched onto it. You know, not knowing anything about it until I read the book, um, and it really—I mean, because the the book was full of pictures from the movies, and I immediately wanted to be an X-wing pilot. And mm-hmm. I, I know I, I owned an X-wing, and I took that thing through the ringer, man. I playing with that thing. I I put it through the ringer. It was awesome. But keep in mind during that time period too, when you think about like. Uh... Like what movies were there at that time that that applied to us as you know as kids you know like I really don't remember anything super major that I guess I was looking forward to you know like um, I guess the closest thing would probably be Star Trek but that was on TV uh, and other than that I really can't think of anything else anything pre Star Wars that I I think I was like really latched onto that was 
I, I guess, in the scope of Star Wars. I mean, look at today. We are so spoiled. We look for, we probably expect about, I don't know, what, maybe half a dozen, like, stellar movies a year. And uh, back then in 1977, for us, it, it was probably one, you know? Yeah, I, I think, um, I'm trying to think of what movies were out back then that were really considered for kids that weren't like kid movies, you know, that didn't star little kids or they weren't cartoons. Um, and I can't really think of any in 1977. Yeah, uh, or I mean, even that time period. I mean, but so Star Wars was like that springboard, I right. think, for both of us, you know, because after Star Wars, you got, you know, they came out with the rest of the movies. Indiana Jones came out. And they had a bunch of those kind of things. But, you know, during that time period, it was, you know, life was just so different back then. Like, it, it was just different. We dude, we didn't latch on to movies, I guess. You know, even TV shows. Well, maybe some TV shows. But, you know, it was a time where you would play outside in the streets. You didn't have to worry about anything. Right. And that was your life. It was just such a simple kind of thing. Um, yeah. And then, boom, Star Wars ruined it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, the thing is this, it's, and I thought, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, because um, I'll give you a good example. The Harry Potter movies, you know, I, I've watched them, they're fine, and in the beginning, I would say to myself, like, why are, the, like, kids would go crazy, you know, they'd line up at the bookstore at midnight, they'd line up for the movies, and I couldn't relate to that, and I'm not saying they're wrong for doing that, I'm saying as a man over 30 years old at the time, I couldn't relate to it. Right. Um, but then I thought about it. I'm like, well, this is their star Wars. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. their, and, and I think every generation has that thing, that movie or whatever. That's cause look, Lucas tells you straight off the bat that, uh, his, you know, his ideas for star Wars came from flash Gordon and, um, is it Joseph Conrad? Um, I forgot the guy's name. Does the, the, the power of myth, Joseph Campbell, um, the power of myth and the hero's journey and that's all star wars is it's 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 a textbook movie about the hero's journey um which is all harry potter is you know so right. you know harry potter for that generation is is our star wars and uh, um you know i'm sure if we if we really thought about it more we could find movies that predate star wars that meant a lot to you know the kids of that time or whatever sure um so it's this collective I don't know, collective um, human thing we all share about um, starting from nothing, of dreaming of, of doing great things and achieving it, you know, and having the ups and downs that is all part of, because then you earn it, you know, you're earning your, 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 your victory at the end, you know, you know, Luke has to go through empire in order to, to become a Jedi and, and earn the victory that they earn, you know, for it to feel earned. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because the the story of the rebels, it's they're basically the underdog story. You know, they're the small little group standing up to the big empire, and uh, through their, you know, perseverance, they they kind of win at the end, which is, which is a very unexpected thing. You got this big hulking Death Star that can blow up planets, and how do you you know fight against that? You know, I mean. <laughs> It's it's amazing with what they did. So you have that underdog story as well, which is really interesting. But man, it it it, it blew our minds. Come on, you got to think. Nineteen seventy seven, we had thirteen channels. I mean, what what were we exposed <laughs> to? You know, we didn't yeah. have anything. So when you see stars, you're just like, what the f? I mean, I uh, you know, I was 
kind of perusing through some YouTube channels about watching, just watching stars and just thinking, my God, that was just so ahead of its time, you know? Just how it, it looked, really was. the feel of it was just unreal. It was it was mind blowing. There was there was uh, something on Channel Seven, uh, which was ABC where we lived, um, and I think it was uh, it might have been the movie of the week or whatever, but like their opening would be clips from all these other movies with like this grand music behind it. And the last clip would be like uh, the TIE fighter coming at you, shooting at you oh, or, that's sick. or getting blown up, I think. Yeah. And I just remember how, like, and again, I hadn't seen this movie, um, but that, that would all, like I would sit through this intro of Fred Astaire dancing and all the, you know, cause I had clips from all these different movies. I'm like, you know, let's get to the TIE fighter. And <laughs> it just always, I had no context for it. You know, right. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it, I just knew it was a TIE fighter because I probably, you know, because of the toy and it just excited me. It, it, like, and every time, every time it came on, it excited me. And, um, it was, that's what Star Wars did. It was, it was, uh, for me, it was comic books before I read comic books, before I knew what comic books were, you know, we, you know, our, our show is focused on the eighties. Uh, and we talk about the eighties a lot because we were more, I think, you know, we were, we were older, we were preteen teenagers and, and, and we shifted into adulthood during the eighties or 10 years. And, um, so our, we were more critical and, and, and we had our own thoughts about that. You know, we could think about the things we talk about, but we forget, yeah, you and I were both born in the early seventies. Mm-hmm. You know, so we did have that, you know, for, I think you're a year older than me. So you had nine years in the seventies. I had eight years and the seventies was a weird play, weird time to be a, a little kid. I think, um, <laughs> it really was, it wasn't, it, it was, I think it was that shift from where little kids got more attention, where, where, where people started marketing toward little kids more, where they knew that, you know, uh, they could make money off of us. I think Star Wars <laughs> is one of those things yeah. that kind of catapulted it because it was a juggernaut of the movies. It was a juggernaut of merchandising. And for me, this is the first time, like, a movie was on the cereal box. You know, it went beyond just the toys. Oh, it, wasn't it like know. C-3PO cereal or something? Yeah, C-3PO. Yeah. But there was everything. It was bed sheets. Yeah. It was bubble bath. It was toothpaste. It was just insane. Oh, I remember going to like, I think it was Burger King. They'd have like the Star Wars glasses you could get also. I love those glasses. Yeah, those are awesome. There was probably lit in that paint. But <laughs> The funny thing is, I remember when Burger King and McDonald's was like a rare thing. Yeah. And like, or even to get pizza was like a rare thing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just, it, it really was just a, a, we were fortunate enough to grow up in that time. Um, you know, if you look at pre-Star Wars movies, what were the, the great movies? You're talking uh, the Godfather movies, um, uh, you know, all these, all these like Mean Streets and just all these very, uh, the Chinese, the, the French Connection, just things like that. You're talking about all these really gritty movies and uh, and then Jaws pop comes along in 76 and, you know, that that invents the summer blockbuster and then star wars comes along in 77 um and it just takes off from there and you got superman 78 but look um, at the cast i mean you got a movie that you know there's no one i mean there i mean alec guinness i i guess today i guess people knew who he was but there's not one person in that movie that that is even recognizable for anyone at that time period and it, it was such a huge hit. I mean, who knew Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher? I mean, Harrison Ford did movies, but even at the time, you, you still didn't know who he was. No, that was like his second big movie. He he had a small part in American Graffiti. Yeah. I so believe you, so, yeah. Yeah, there was like absolutely nobody in that movie. You know, like in today's standards, that would never happen. You know, t- in today's movies, you need to have that one name uh, to make it something. 
or to even entice other actors to, to be in that movie with you. But this is one movie where there is no, literally nobody was in this movie, and and it was still such a such a runaway hit. Yeah, I mean, and this was, you know, this is before multiplexes. This is before, obviously, uh, 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 um, uh, videotapes and things like that. And you know, people had to wait a lot. These this is when movies would stay in theaters for months, as opposed to the weeks they're in there now. Um, and they just had staying power, and people would wait online for it. When was the last time you waited online for a movie? <laughs> I know, like, right? Like legit yeah. waiting online for a movie, you yeah. know. Um, I mean, I'm, it's to the point where I won't go to a theater that doesn't have a reserved seating because I don't want to wait. <laughs> Could you imagine lines for Black Panther and, and non-reserved seat? Right. Um, and that's the funny thing because we talked about how we couldn't, how they were sold out. We couldn't find a seat for Black Panther. I think right. you and I were talking about the same thing. We meant we couldn't find a reserved seat yeah. for Black Panther <laughs> <laughs> because non-reserved seat theaters were definitely selling tickets. But yeah, so. People, this this is what people did. I mean, this is a, you know, we wake up now. Like, I'm probably gonna go see, try to see Black Panther tomorrow. I'm gonna wake up, drive to the theater. It's gonna take two hours of my time, and then boom, you know, going to see Star Wars back then. That was a that was a whole experience. You know, you have to get your friends, you have to wait online, you have to see the movie, then you got to talk about the movie, and and uh, you know, it was just, it was just, uh, I don't know, I don't know. It's a convergence of a, gr- a good story, um. The time it was released was perfect in regards to the late 70s um, and where the country was. And uh, let's talk about the special effects. I mean, he revolutionized he revolutionized sound editing and special effects. Oh, you know, that's a good point. I think that's one of the things that kind of grabs you, like, music-wise. When you think about, like, just think about how Star Wars opens. It starts off with, how does it start off? Like, uh, uh, something about long time ago or something like that how does it long start time, a long time ago in a galaxy, a galaxy far. far far away and that's all you see first and right. all of a sudden boom the music starts oh my god the john right? williams score let's talk yeah. about that it just boom it just rocks your skull and, the, and yeah. the, the crawl comes and as a kid you're like what the f i have to read you know you just <laughs> see these words and you're like what am i saying? i need to be reading this thing what the hell is going did, on you know did you almost tap out <laughs> <laughs> right i mean it, it was so powerful to hear that to hear that music such a muse uh, a moving score at that time and then followed up you got this big enormous space cruiser or spaceship like covering right. the whole damn screen and they're like Pelting this little tiny peanut of a of a spaceship, and you're, and you're just like, "What the hell is going on?" It was it was a cool thing because the the movie starts off right in the middle of a battle, and you have right. no idea what the hell is going on. I mean, what a great way to start a movie. But right, you're right. And, believe, uh-huh. and I'm sorry, I was gonna say, I believe the first dialogue is from a, a shiny gold robot and a little blue trash can looking robot. <laughs> right, so yeah. you know, you don't know what you're getting into, and then you have. I mean, what who what villain has a better intro than when the stormtroopers shoot down the door and they you know they kill the rebel rebel uh, they kill the rebels and, and Darth Vader just walks through that smoky door. Dude, he had a cape. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and a mask. Awesome. And a mask. I mean, you got yeah. these you got these stormtroopers, white, who look like basically like robotic skeleton guys. Yeah, and you know, as a kid, I didn't know if they were robots or people. Oh, that's a good point. I, I, I thought they were robots know. too, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought they were robots, and then and then you see Darth Vader, who is like ten feet tall, with that menacing voice and and breathing. Uh, what a what a terrifying person to meet as you know as a six year old. 
And you just don't yeah. know what the F is going on. I mean, the, the story is so deep right from the get-go that you just have to sit back and just suck it up. And then and then things kind of settle down when, when R2 and C-3PO are on, uh, what planet were they on again? Uh, that they go to? Tatooine. Tatooine, right. And that's where things actually slow down, you know? But that first, right. what, five, ten minutes? Yeah, probably. It's like it's like a rocket ship. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, and even the slow. I mean, back then, I think I think we've we've you know past forty years we've become patient with our movies, but back then that slowdown didn't seem like a a, a thing because the story was progressing. Yeah. Um. You know, you meet Luke. I mean, the first time you meet Luke, he, I mean, and, you know, the thing is this: I one of my big complaints about. Um, uh, Darth Vader, uh, Anakin in the prequels was that he was whiny. But then people throw back at me, well, Luke was whiny too. And I can say, yes, Luke was whiny, but I don't know. It just feels different. Like Was he whiny? He, yeah. Well, I, wanna go, I was going to go to Tashi Station to get some power converters. Well, he was or frustrated, he, it sounded like. you know. Well, maybe that's the difference. Maybe that's the difference. Yeah. I mean, he was whiny. I mean, he was definitely whining, but maybe he was whining out of frustration, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, it was definitely frustration because his, his uncle was he was just kept saying, "Just, just one more season. Just stay home one more season." Right. And he's just like, and, and this is, "I'm fed up with this, man. Let me go." And this is something I realized as I got older. Here's here's a kid that was so unsatisfied with it, where his life was leading him on that planet. Right. That he was gonna. He wanted to go to the Imperial Academy. He didn't care. He's like, because he was excited to see. He's like, "Oh, you you part of the Rebel Alliance, or you know about the rebellion against the Empire?" Oh yeah, like. Yeah. You know, at that point, he didn't really pick a side. He's just like, look, if the Imperial Academy will get me off of Tatooine, I'll go to the Imperial Academy. If a rebel blockade runner lands and wants a, wants a new guy to clean their, their kitchen, I'll do that. You know, that kind of thing. So Luke really wasn't invested in either side. Um, and it wasn't – it's really – if you Wait, think I never, about it – I never thought of it that way. You're saying that he would have left regardless how? Like how? he, he yeah, would – he would, he, uh-huh, go ahead. Remember, he wants to go to the academy. What academy existed? The Imperial Flight Academy, because that's where Biggs went. But then Biggs defected to the rebellion. Oh, okay, I got you. I see what you mean. You know, that's yeah. where you know. I mean, that's you got to think about that too. Most of their fighters, most of their pilots, were defectors from the Empire at some point or another. You would think of right. a rebellion. I hear you. And that's the whole point of a rebellion. You know, you're you're part of them, and then a small group breaks away from it. So, you know, he was going to go to the Imperial Academy. I mean. You know, if Uncle Owen had said yes, Luke would have been t- fly- flying a Tie Fighter. I, um, I, I never, honestly, I never caught that that dialogue. Yeah. Wow, boy. Yeah, it's in the um, no, it's at the kitchen table where 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 he says to him, you know, one more season. He goes, remember we talked last year about this that I could right. put in my application for the academy. Right. Um, so yeah, so Luke just Luke just wanted off that planet. Luke Luke had this in. This this feeling, he this knowledge that he was meant for something, for something grander, yeah, yeah, than, than moisture farming, and um, and and it's weird though because he, when given the opportunity to leave, he he doesn't really take it hmm. in the beginning. Yeah, he take he takes it when his aunt Aunt Peru and Uncle Uncle Owen are fricasseed or fried chicken right that's when he um, actually makes the decision i'm gonna go with you right i want to learn the way the first he goes i can't he says i can't go yeah you know, i got responsibilities here so it could also be a situation where he's 
he's just, well, I want to do these grand things. But then he's like, holy crap, I'm, I'm actually given the opportunity to do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and he, he doesn't leave until, you know, he's got nothing left on the planet. And, and he, he's, his, his, his motivation in the beginning is just to save a pretty girl. <laughs> you know? well, why not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, um, how was that scene? Be- I mean, to, to think back at that time, back in like, you know, early seventies to, to see a communication, communication message that's a hologram. I mean, that was mind blowing at the time, wasn't it? Right. I mean, to see that, and then wait, Star Wars—they even had the the chess set was kind of like a hologram too. Oh, you mean it was like that blue colored? Yeah. That's Um, the beauty of special effects. Yeah, it was, and I'll tell you what, and I hate to bring up Last Jedi, but I will. One of the things they did right in Last Jedi was. When Luke's saying, you know, what am I supposed to do or whatever he's saying, and R2 just goes, dude, this is why you, you're going to do what you have to do. And he shows him the recording of Princess Leia. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I mean for me, that moment in, in, in Last Jedi, I, that gave me all the feels <laughs> and all the reminiscing. And yeah, I was that was like, a good scene. Right, John, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, only good scene. And then it's kind of great because he's looking at, you know, he's looking at it through old man eyes now, like – this, you know, he he's that's the thing that started his journey. That's the thing that led him through all his adventures. That that accidental release of the video. Right. But now he's looking at Leia, not as like, oh, here's this cute girl. That's my sister. That's someone I have a, you know, at this point, whatever, a sixty year bond with or whatever. No, he's not that old. Uh, thirty year bond with, you know. So, it, it, yeah, it was just a great scene. Yeah, it was it was his reason to to, to go forward, but. uh yeah, such a good movie. Well, you were mentioning about the 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 special effects. Um, you know what I liked about the like Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi versus today, which I, it, it sounds weird, but it almost seems like how they do Star Wars today. And I do like the special effects today. I mean, don't get me wrong, but there's something more organic maybe about the original Star Wars. It, it looked rougher. You know, it didn't look so clean and pristine. And right. and because you know they made all the models and stuff, it just felt more real, like more, more believable. If that makes any sense. Yeah. The, well, well, the thing about this is when you have models and 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 three uh, D renditions of things. Right. They have to interact with the world, with the real world, and and they follow the laws of physics. When you're computer generating anything, you can make them do whatever you want. I mean, you know, we we talked. I hate hate that we keep referring to. Well, I don't hate it, but you know, I'm going to refer back to another. Uh, episode we just did our most recent one on the black panther right uh, the thing about the cgi i don't like is you know yeah you know, when he's flipping on the car and all that stuff that the human body oh right doesn't move like it doesn't move like that you right, know? right but right. when you have physical models and things like that they're going to obey the laws of, of of real world physics right so that adds to the believability of the um of, of you know we have to suspend a lot of disbelief when we're watching these movies sound in space um you know a a, a a space station that can blow up a planet with one shot, you know, these kind of things. But it's weird because if, if those models weren't believable, we'd cry foul. Yeah. Like we'll believe all this other stuff. But you know, if I saw uh, the glue on the X wing, I'm like, what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. But yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we, you and I have both seen documentaries on the making of these movies and, and how hard they all worked on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all, you know, all the, all the, those department people that, that led those teams, they all became big names in their fields. You know, the spe- uh, is it Baker, I think, the special effects guy? And, 
um, and John Williams went on to do wonderful things. Right. Um, you know, and I'm sure the other, like the, the guys that made the creatures and the cantina, you know, they went on and did a lot of great stuff too. You know, at the movie, I, I don't know. I mean, people can find faults in the movie, of course, but I, there's nothing about that movie that I don't like. I don't, you know, I, I whatever you can say, whatever hand shot first. <laughs> I don't, you know, that's not even an issue. That's so stupid. It's, it's it is dumb. <laughs> That's dumb. <clears throat> but um, yeah. So it, it would just it just seems so ahead of its time, and even by today's standards, if you were to watch it, it's still such an impressive movie to watch for something that came out over forty years ago. Hey, you know, wait, let me ask you because you have an older brother and I have I have older siblings. Is your your brother was he as into Star Wars as you were? Not even close. Yeah, my brothers either. So I always kind of wondered about that. Like, what is it about it that I connected? I mean, obviously, it's not, not just you and me. I mean, things have been around 40 plus years. There are millions of people that connect to it. I never understood why some people connect to it and don't connect to it. Like, not that everybody should like it. Right. But, like, your brother's, what, a year older than you? Uh, almost four. Oh, is he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He, See, I wonder, yeah. So he might have been too old because my brothers are very much, they're not in, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't remember if you met any of my brothers, but they're not into any of the stuff I do, the the nerd stuff or, um, you know, and growing up that, that was kind of, they even viewed that as childish, like, you know, running around in my Star Wars PJs and the swing of the stick thinking I had a lightsaber. Um, but I'll tell but you something it, interesting though. Growing up, you know, I mentioned my buddy Albert because, you know, we're the same age and we grew up together. But I swear to you, man, out of the whole, like, out of my whole grade, it only seemed like he and I were the only ones that were, that were into Star Wars or anything sci-fi for that matter. Right. You know, it, it was weird that, like, there wasn't like we weren't like all of us weren't into Star Wars. It was just, just, just he and I it seemed like, you know. But, but with my brother though, it's he likes it, but nowhere near the obsession that what you and I have, which is interesting. I, I am almost positive. Now, I have five brothers, and they, they range in age older than me from 13 years down to, to two and a half years older than me. So, obviously, I, I don't think I could talk to any... I don't think anyone of my brother could accurately describe the plot of Star Wars to me. And not, <laughs> oh not even, like, in detail. Right. Like, just the main plot, you know? Oh. Um, but, and I say that, and this, and, and this goes into what a phenomenon Star Wars was. They can tell you who's in it, in terms of it's Luke Skywalker, it's Princess Leia, it's Han Solo. You know what I mean? Right. Like they, those names are known. It's Darth Vader. They know that. So it, it's really weird how it affected a certain generation. And I think because of the way it affected us, we are carrying it forward. Because I know, I'm assuming, but I think I know that your daughter enjoys these movies. Well, yeah, she's definitely influenced. I would, you know, in regards to Star Wars, though, um, she, she, I, well, no, I can't remember. I think she kind of liked The Last Jedi, but she's nowhere near it as much as these Marvel flicks. You know, the Marvel's movies to her is, you know, is our Star Wars, I guess. She's mm -hmm. very much into the Marvel movies, uh, more so than the Harry Potter ones. I mean, she, she knows details. She knows people. She's, she's heavily influenced in that, with that. She doesn't read the books, comic books right. at all, but no, uh, I would say that's probably her, her, I guess, area of movie. But uh, she does like Star Wars. She she has a good well, idea what they are. She loves yeah. the games, and it's and it's having its staying power because you know because we're the ones 
you know, we're the original, we're the OGs, we're the original geeks of Star Wars, and then we're passing it on to the next generation. Now, you know, I said earlier how Harry Potter was that generation's um, Star Wars, and in a weird way, because I, I, I have a friend, um, uh, he's in his early 30s, he loves the prequels, and why? Because he was at that age when those came out. Oh, sure. And, and so, so he didn't look at it. He didn't look at it with a critical eye like we did as adults. And, and he didn't compare it to the original Star Wars. Uh, and he loves the original Star Wars, but the prequels to him are his Star, Star Wars. Wars you <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, bring up, you know, bring up about the next generation. So I, my niece is also my goddaughter. And, uh, you know, on her birthday, I like to do something special to me and her. I always let her choose, you know, she'll go to a museum, whatever, whatever she wants to do, we'll do. So one day she, uh, two years ago in 2016 for her birthday, uh, when Rogue One came out, and and I don't, I don't try to influence my niece, nephews and nieces. You know, I let them. You know, you know their parents grow. You know, they grow up like in their baseball teams and all this other stuff. So she goes, "Well, Uncle John, why don't we go see Rogue One?" And my heart skipped a beat. <laughs> I was like, "I said you want to see Rogue One?" What? She goes, yeah. She goes, "I know you like. I know you like Star Wars." I'm like, "Well, honey, it's your birthday. Right. Do it. Do what you want to do. Don't do it because I want to." I said, "I've seen it already, like right. twice, I think, at that point." She goes, no, I want to see it. I was like, oh my god. You oh my god. So. <laughs> the and she loved complete. it. You know, she loved it. She's like, oh, John, we have to watch the rest of them. I'm like, call your dad, tell him you're sleeping over. <laughs> and I brought her home to my house, and we put Star Wars in. She didn't get to see it because she was she 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 was feeling ill all day, and it kind of hit her. Sure. So we stopped the movie. But I'm like, I said, she. So, but we've been talking about it for you know since December of 16. She's like, we have to sit down and watch the movie. I'm like, yes. I'm like, and you have to stay away from any spoilers because I want nothing more in the world than to see her face when he goes, no, I am oh, your father. You need to YouTube that. I don't, I mean, I, I don't think she'll be able to avoid that. I, I, I have a feeling it's been spoiled for her already. Yeah. But I just, that's all I ever wanted in life was to see her face. <laughs> oh, but that's, a great that's story. like, yeah, I, that's, I can't wait. I can't wait till we sit down and watch these movies. Um, but that's that shared experience, and and I, you know it's not that I wanted to fall in love with Star Wars the way I did. And I don't want to start dressing up like Ray or anything. I mean, if she did, I'd love it, of course. But I, I just want her to understand that this was something, and still is important. You know, I mean, look, it shaped who we are. It's why we're sitting here doing these shows every two weeks. You know, right, yeah. Star Wars is most definitely where my geekness began. Yeah. There was no Spider-Man before this. There was no comic books before this. There was no video games before the, nothing it starts with star wars for me well there's definitely something magic about star wars when you think about it i mean it, other than uh, like this space odyssey thing i mean w one of the cool things about star wars which was so unique was the power of the force you know the fact that you would have these weird powers to to move things and and manipulate things and uh it was just such a weird concept at the time to think that you could have a superpower, like a regular guy. You weren't right. Superman. You were a guy or a kid, let's say, and you'd have these amazing powers, which is really bizarre, you know? Like, hey, Luke, why'd you turn off your little your little aiming system on your X-Wing fighter thing? All right. You know? It's like, hey, I got this. <laughs> I'm Luke, using the turn force. Turn off your computer. What's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> I'm okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, so let me ask you this. Why do you give Luke a pass by not listening when you got mad at Poe Dameron by not listening to Princess Leia? Uh, because Poe Dameron wasn't, well, first of all, 
you don't not listen to Princess Leia. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Luke, if Leia had told Luke to turn that thing back on, I think it would have been back on. Uh, Dude, the, their lives were on the line. They were, were going to blow up the whole guided. base. Luke trusted the Force. Luke heard a voice. Poe was just being Poe. Gotcha. Yeah, that's true. There's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I get that. No, no, no. Was, I agree with you. I was, it was amazing what he, Luke did. Yeah, he was given a straight-up order. Uh, you know, he was told to... He was told to... Plus, he got... Whatever. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and, and that's the amazing thing, too. First of all, that dogfight was... When I finally saw... And this is the thing. I knew about the dogfight. I read it in books. I've seen clips here and there. When I saw it for the first time, when I rented the movie and I popped into my VCR, you know, I was maybe 12, 13. I don't know, remember what year it came out. That dogfight was so much better than I ever imagined it was going to be. <laughs> it was so good. You it know what sold it? The, the, the sounds. You know, the TIE fighter sound? How it, it's kind of like, I guess, screech across the screen. That yeah. sound. You know, <laughs> and, I, and you know, I think for us, especially at that age, maybe we didn't get it at, in 77 or whatever, but as we got older, the sacrifice is being made. I mean, like, you know, what, five fighters fly away from that battle? Oh, yeah. Can't. Yeah. You know, to sacrifice. These are people like Biggs. Yeah. Like, whatever, you know, Biggs, you know, I didn't care about Biggs in the beginning, but now, like, that's like Luke's childhood friend, man. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And meanwhile, Wedge gets a paper cut. He's got to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only a handful made it back, but uh, that, like I said, it's that it's that whole underdog thing. You know, you're yeah. going against this humongous planet and a thousand Tie Fighters, and you just got this small little rebellion, and it boils down to one little farm boy going down the trenches, and it's all up to him. You know. It's just, and he's trusting his instincts. Yeah. He, he used the force. <laughs> well, you know, he targeted womp rats. They're not much bigger than three meters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about, like, probably one of the, the coolest things in the movie is when you see the confrontation of Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi. You right. Know? It, it's neat because the dialogue between the two, again, just like how the movie starts, the movie ends the same way in a sense that there's this weird history between two people. You have no, you have no idea what it's about. And you just kind of go along with it, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I've known you, old man, you know. It's like we, we meet again at last, you know. And as a kid, you're like, what the hell are you talking about? But I, I think it just adds to the to the mystery behind it and the mystique behind it that makes it so interesting. Well, and there's, well, yeah, and, and that punctuates kind of the overall story that Luke Luke doesn't come from farm boy beginnings, you know. Um, when Baru says to Uncle Owen after – after uh, going, you know, says stay another season before you go to the academy, and Luke leaves the room. Uh, Emperor goes, he can't stay here forever. You know, he's 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 too much like he's too much like his father or something like that, or he's got a lot of his father in him. And and Owen looks up and goes, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. And then then there it's alluded to, and then Obi Wan Kenobi, Ben Kenobi says, yeah, I knew your father. We fought together. So you have this thread of like Luke. Luke isn't just a moisture farmer, you know, or his beginning, you know, he came from different beginnings. Like he's, he's from a family. Of course we didn't know at the time Vader and all this stuff, but you know, Luke was a, Luke comes from a, a badass family, you know? And, yeah. And, and there's this bigger story behind the story is what it was, you know? Right. And then that plays into it. And then, cause then you're wondering, well, you know, Vader killed Luke's father. 
Vader was, you know, calls Ben Master and says, you know, what's he say? If you strike me down now, I'll only become more powerful or something like that. Right. Yeah. And he gives up. He gives. He gives up. He puts the saber up. He closes his eyes. Gets hit in the shoulder. Disappears. Yeah. It's, it's it's magical. And then and then you know Luke is shooting, and you can hear Ben saying, "Run, Luke, run." Yeah. You know, and you're just and like, "What?" Is, <laughs> did you get this the first time? Because I didn't get this until I was probably much older in my twenties. Um, Ben kind of side eyes to make sure that Luke is getting away, like the whole group is getting away. Yeah. So so. Ben went in there just trying to distract Vader. Right. Right. You know, and then uh, there's a part of me that thinks that Ben used the force to help Luke shoot the door close. You know what I mean? Oh, I like don't when know Luke's about go- that. When oh, Luke goes, okay. no, he just starts shooting. Yeah. Well, then I, I think I, Han actually tells him to shoot the door or get the door or something. Does he? Okay. Yeah. I, well, I, I thought he did. Yeah. But, um, but there's, you know, there's this, that, that's that part where Ben side eyes. And sees that they're getting away, and that's when he says, "You know, strike me down, I'll become more powerful." Right? How amazing is that? It's fantastic. It's genius. <laughs> and, and Darth Vader, man, he was the best villain. Yeah, you know, even looking back when you when you compare how lightsaber battles are done today, it's fast, it's energetic, and even to watch it back then, though it is slower, there's something still powerful about Darth Vader fighting Ben Kenobi. You know. And you know what, what's what's lacking with the newer movies? I think what's lacking, too, is that with all these, more so with Empire, the dialogue that happens when they're fighting with their lightsabers. You know, there's right. there's big conversations still going on. And you don't really get that in these in the newer movies, which I think is a mistake. You know, right. like th- these lightsaber battles are, are just, they're more than duels, you know, more than just a, a sword fight. It's It's fighting a man that you knew from once before. You know, there was just something so much deeper. Even in well, Empire, the thing. They, they go into it too. It's 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 much more than just a sword fight. The, the the trilogy lightsaber battles are much more personal than any personal, other lightsaber yes. battle, than any other lightsaber battle in any other movies except for Obi Wan versus Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. Right, but even that was a little hyped up too. But no, no, no. But that that does probably come the closest. But their dialogue was, I mean. It was poorly written, but they, they I think they spoke a lot more in that battle than in any, you know, like the Grievous battle or, or the Dooku battle or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, again, the dialogue was, yeah, if you're not with me, then you're against me. <laughs> From my perspective, the Jedi are wrong. Attica, you're like my brother. All right. I have the high ground. You know, I, <laughs> Kenobi says I have the high ground and that's why Anakin can't win. Didn't yeah. Darth Maul have the high ground? <laughs> Uh, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Right. <laughs> and yeah. he did exactly what Anakin tried to do. Yeah. He leapt over. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Oh, hey. oh, dude. Damn it. All right. Darn it. Well, it's, it's done. <laughs> All right. Put the warning on. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. And, and look, we, I, I told you I've been re-listening to a few episodes recently and, um, in Batman, in the Batman polls, you talked about uh, Julie Newmar being your first crush, and um, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher was my very first crush. Oh, was she really? Absolutely. Uh, mine was Harrison Ford. <laughs> it's 2018. I'm okay with that. I'm joking. No, no I, I get you. Now, what what a cool cast. You know, the the, the whole cast was so charismatic, such Ooh. great personalities. You know, Harrison Ford had that that swagger. 
you know. And, and so let's see. Amongst all the Star Wars characters, who did you relate to the most? Were, were you a Luke or were you a Han Solo? I was a Luke, and I and everybody was a Han Solo, but I was a Luke. So was I. Yeah, I, I couldn't even imagine why we'd want to be Han Solo. <laughs> it's so weird because like people like oh they like the bad boys, and I was like I was rooting for him and Leia. Yeah. Like in, like an Empire when when Han kissed him, I was like what? Yeah. I said, Han's a little backstabber. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. And then they were brother and sister, and my emotions got all weirded out. I like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think another fun scene from Star Wars, which I think is memorable for me, is when uh, when when Luke and Leia are trying to cross that little that chasm, that little you know the, right. the bridge went down, and they're shooting at their feet, and he brings out the freaking grappling hook. I mean, anything that has to do with grappling hooks is amazing. But that's a great scene too, and that's where I thought. Oh, I think Luke and Leia are going to be something together, you know, yeah. at the time. Yeah, and I think they're kind of setting that up. Um, but, yeah, the thing is, women always fall for the bad boy that turns good. Like, it's never, like, Luke's good throughout the whole thing. Why does he not get the girl? <laughs> and, and, and if you follow the through line through Final, or Final Jedi, Last Jedi... <laughs> He never gets a girl, you know? he, at least in at least in expanded universe books. You know, he got married to Mara Jade and had children. Oh, that's um, nice. It was nice. You know, but, <laughs> you know, Disney wiped that away. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's it, that always weirded me out. Like why the guy that was smart enough not to be a bad boy or made the right decisions, why he's not considered as cool as the reformed bad guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, you know, well, Luke did have something for her. I mean, that's kind of obvious. So it wasn't yeah, like he didn't like her. It's just uh, circumstances. That's all. And I think with Leia, like if you take away the brother-sister aspect, I think Leia had that. Well, Luke's probably better for me, but I'm undeniably attracted to him. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's get something straight. Empire Strikes Back. Luke hangs out with Han and Leia for what? Just the first Hoth scene? That's uh, it. I mean, and, then that's yeah, it. You're right. Yeah. 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 And then Leia's with Han the whole entire time. Had Luke never went to Dogaba, uh, <laughs> yeah, this might be a whole different like. We'll save story. that one for our Empire talk. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> um, but she does kiss both of them. She does in that movie. Yeah. That's the for, uh, no. We'll save that for the movie. I was well. That's the best look on his face after she kisses him. <laughs> yeah. Like He's he like, just puts oh, his hand yeah. behind. Like yeah. What's up? What's up, smuggler? <laughs> right. Who's the bad boy now? Right. <laughs> But she doesn't kiss him until he gets scars. What's up with that, Leia? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah. So, back to Star Wars. What a great film. What a it great really film. is. Yeah. I can watch that thing over and over. I mean, you know, Empire is my favorite, and I'll watch. I'll, I'll, you know, if I'm moving for Star Wars, I'll throw in Empire. But I love Star Wars. I can watch that movie. I mean, that, man, that dogfight. <laughs> no, no. It was good. I mean, it's 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 a movie where there's just so many pieces in that movie that are just excellent. I mean, the 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 chemistry we with the whole cast is is fantastic. You know, even when they go in the trash compactor, they're whole just messing with each other. You know, like uh, you know, <laughs> like they're like arguing with each other, but they're still wanting to help each other at the same time. Right, is, right, is, is awesome. The chemistry with those guys is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, and my last thought on this: even as a five or six year old, I never understood why Chewie didn't get a medal. Yeah. I'm just I never got that. It always stuck <laughs> out in my mind. Did it really? It did. It really did. I'm like, well, why did he stay? He's standing right there. <laughs> you, you know why I never thought that? I always, this sounds bad, but you know, like I always think Chewie as a, you know, it's pet. like, yeah, as a pet. Exactly. Hell, you know, dude. like, what? he flies a spaceship. He shoots 
a, a crossbow. I understand that, but like even as a kid, I, I it, that never bothered me actually. It never ever bothered me. I always wondered though, like, uh, well, anyway, yeah, <laughs> no, it never bothered me. <laughs> no, it's just it just it's it's just something I remember like noticing as a kid. I'm like, he's standing right there. He was in the ship. <laughs> yeah, I don't you know. know. Yeah, to me, Chewie too, but Chewie was like a like a oversized dog. Uh, what was the name wow. of John Candy's wow. character in uh Ruff. <laughs> no, Barf. 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 See? Barf. See that? Direct all hate mail to Alan of Nerdy Podcast. I don't it's not I don't like Chew. I just I never called him a pet, dude. I'm I just, saying I like just him. never thought of him that way when I was a kid, that's all. He had a yeah. cool weapon. Absolutely. Yeah. And loved in the fourth awakening. Yes, man. He was good. <laughs> really good. All right, so that was a great trip down memory lane. Um, I would love to hear some comments from our, our listeners. Um, the the emotional of what Star Wars meant to them um, in, in regards to their growing up. Or I know I'd like to hear from from younger people that didn't see it in the theater and or only know it from D, you know DVD or whatever from their parents. Like, what does that mean to them? I always love when I go to conventions and stuff and I see like little kids dressed. Oh, like yeah, yeah. In, in, in original trilogy stuff, you know. It's awesome. Yeah, all right. So let's go back to uh, 2018. <laughs> Woo, man, that was fun. <laughs> I missed my cell phone, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of cell phones, I am reading off some iTunes reviews. How about that? Uh, let's see. We got one from Lindsay Bell. Uh, she writes, couldn't stop laughing. I just... Listen to their Batman 1989, Bat Poles, and Twig episodes. They are so funny. <laughs> They're also very knowledgeable and informative. These guys are good. Wow, thank you, Lindsay Bell. Well, I, I do enjoy our Twig shows. Yeah, they're pretty fun. I, I enjoy all our shows, but yeah, thank you, Lindsay Bell. Yeah, let's see. Uh, do you want to talk about YouTube? Absolutely. We, um, we started a YouTube channel. Uh actually started a while ago we just started posting like two days ago <laughs> right. uh but we're doing good we have five videos up and um i have three unboxings you did one on a game a card game mm -hmm. called oregon trail based off of the old did you play the oregon trail game in on back in high school i didn't i did i loved it yeah i always died of dysentery though <laughs> um but yeah and that's a good video it teaches you how to play the game that was pretty cool and i you know i'm a funko pop collector and a, a star wars black series uh, mini collector because I don't buy all the figures. I just buy the ones I'm, uh, I'm drawn to. Um, so I do unboxings. I get I get boxes of stuff and mystery boxes, and we open them on online, and it's fun. It's pretty cool because I got a nice little surprise. I don't want to ruin anything, but yeah, watch the unboxing videos. YouTube channel is the Nerd in Me podcast, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's on YouTube. Um, I'm gonna thank. We have uh, 13 subscribers, Alan. I'm gonna thank the ones that are public uh on the youtube video because i'm not i would love if they were listening to our show um but i'm not sure they're not so i'll thank them on um on youtube my next unboxing there you go uh, um anything else facebook we did we get a couple of new i don't have that info in front of me so uh remind me on twig to name off the people the new uh new subscribers to the page because okay. uh, i do want to give them a shout out i just don't have that info in front of me right now Sweet. uh yeah so you know we're growing. We're trying to grow, and and we just want to share with people that like what we like. And guys, uh, we love that you listen. We we know you're listening because we got the numbers and stuff. 
but you know talk to us let's interact let's have conversations about what we're talking about you know leave us a comment or ask questions or share your stories i'd love to hear someone's thoughts on star wars you know um that's you know this is a community thing it's not just me and alan yapping away so please uh um if, if, if you can comment um you know uh let's let's get conversations going on on, on some of these shows uh speaking of that i i definitely want to mention some super fans uh, <laughs> yeah two of them come to mind uh one of one of them is my friend deirdre she's on facebook i know deirdre yeah, yeah. facebook instagram uh she does everything she on, she on youtube uh, you know that one i'm not too sure yet and then the other Uh-oh. super fan is gina and she, Gina. Gina's on everything. She's on YouTube. Oh, well, not Facebook. YouTube, Instagram, and the podcast, obviously. So th- those are the super fans. So thank you. Thank you so much for always supporting uh, the little ridiculousness that we do here. Yes. Thank you, Deidre. Thank you, Gina. You know, it's really funny, Alan. When we started this, we're like, who's going to listen to us two idiots talking about Pretty geek much. stuff? Yeah. And people are <laughs> listening, you know? And, and, and I'm happy people are listening. Yeah. Um, but yes, Deidre, Superfan Deidre, Superfan Gina. Yeah, they're officially now the Superfans, so I have to refer to you as Superfan Deidre next to my talk there. Yeah, and we also have, you forgot one other Superfan. Oh, who's that? I'll give you a hint. His name begins with J. Oh, <laughs> J is uh, not Superfan. He's Uberfan. Jay he is, is a Superfan. Yeah, our, our buddy Jay, uh, he does a podcast over at Enter the Nerd Zone, and, and uh, boy, Jay, yeah. Oh, yeah, and stuff. He does good stuff there but uh yeah jay jay's a good guy good man always supporting everything that we do so yeah lots of love in this one yeah jay's an uber fan in the sense that you know he'll talk to us he's great because he'll text us while he's listening to the show with like questions or comments about what he's hearing and he rips us also which is good also yeah (laughs) you know he keeps us honest he keeps us honest you know he he points out you know he'll mention if we make a mistake and like I said, I've been re-listening. I'm like, oh, well, that's the wrong information I just gave out. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Jay's got yeah. an encyclopedia for her brain, so he, he's a good fact checker for us. So we got a, one Uber and two super fans. That's awesome. There you go. All right. I'm, ve- I'm very humbled by that. I really am. Like I said, I didn't I didn't know we'd get more than 10 people listening to our show, and we, we, we have more than 10, and I, I truly do appreciate that. Oh. Yeah. How sweet. I'm okay. feeling a little emotional because I stuck to Star Wars for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of love in this one. All right. Uh, plug time. Okay, go for no. it. All right. Uh, Nerd and me. That's you and me. <laughs> Twig, every Wednesday night or Thursday morning, we talk about uh, the week in geek, uh, current news stories that um, concern geek culture. Um, enter the Nerd Zone, Jay and Pete, uh, doing Harry Potter movies, doing wrestling. Um they just did uh, favorite villains, um, movie villains, uh, things like that. Listen to them. They're good uh, guys and good podcasters. Uh, stuff you don't need to know. Me, Jay, Alan, Pete on a variety of topics. Uh, Alan's doing an office rewatch. I'm doing um, uh, quick movie reviews and quick American history tidbits. Uh, Jay's doing Black Belt Theater and other things. Pete's doing uh, Sports and Five. And I also think he's starting a new thing called um, – Top five and five, where I guess they'll do a top five countdown Sweet. Uh, on different topics. Um, is that everybody? No, nope. Fat Guys in Little Coats, me and um, me and Pete travel sometimes, and we talk about it sometimes, and <laughs> it'll be on that channel sometimes. <laughs> right. And uh, finally, I, um, my, uh, Alan, I don't know if you're aware of my cousin Kevin, who um, 
he did the uh, Last Jedi, the Return of the Last Jedi podcast with us. Cousin Kevin. Uh, Cousin Kevin. Yeah. He started. His, why are we singing everything all of a sudden? He. <laughs> yeah, everyone um, needs he started, a theme song, John. Come on. He uh, started his own podcast with his friend. I believe his name's John. What? Yeah, and it's called. Oh Lord, he's gonna kill me if I don't get this right. It's like something called like another dumb podcast. Uh-uh. No, no, <laughs> you're gonna get mad. <laughs> I didn't mean like that. Uh, John and Kevin, big, big stupid podcast. That's what it is. Yeah, uh, it's on iTunes. It's on Anchor. Um, give them a listen and tell them cousin John sent you. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think that's everything, right? Yes, sir. All right. Okay. Well, oh, I want to say one more thing. We're, we're uh, I forgot to mention that we did Star Wars: A New Hope uh, because we're doing a lead up to the Solo movie, which is coming out in May. So our February episode will be A New Hope. This episode, obviously, our March episode, we'll come back and talk about Empire Strikes Back. And in March, April, in April, we'll come back and talk about Return of the Jedi. And then obviously we'll have our, I don't want to say review because, you know, we don't really review the movies. We discuss the movies. So we'll have our solo discussion uh, the weekend after it comes out. Solo better be good, man. Uh, yeah. It better be good. Yeah. I'm going opposite with Black Panther. Like I'm going in with no expectations and I'm hoping to be surprised. Oh, this better be good. I don't know, man. <laughs> it better be good. All right. Okay. All right. We're done? Yes, sir. Till next time. Leia. Aw. <laughs> I miss her so much. Oh, okay. <laughs>